Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, today I'm joined by dancer, singer, actress, performer, basically all-rounder, Sherelle J. How are you doing? Thanks for the intro. No um, problem. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good. So how are you finding lockdown at the moment? I really don't want to say this because I feel like I'll get hated. <laughs> but I'm good. Like, <laughs> I, I, me and my best friend said yesterday, like, I'm not mad at Boris for once. Like, yeah. Because for the, for the first time, I think I've just accepted it rather mm. than just, like, be resistant to all of this and be mad and angry. We can't do anything about it. So... Mm. It's either being frustrated and let it control you or just like see the beauty in the time that we're given and just think, well, what can I do? Um, so I've just completely allowed myself to just let go and just like immerse myself in like everything that I wanted to do that I, I possibly didn't have time to do before. So I'm enjoying it, but I know that not everyone is. So again, it's it's a sensitive subject because I, I, I know that it it's definitely affecting everyone's mental health. And it is mine. It's, I'm not saying that every day is a breeze and... I'm not missing certain things. I miss having a, a structure and a job and I miss see oh God, I miss seeing people. But yeah. I think you you just have to take the most out of any situation. It's, it's the same with, you know, life. If you kind of surrender to it, at least you can move on from it mm. rather than like constantly be held back by something. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good. I guess minute. it's kind of given all of us like a little bit of a time to just like take a step back. I mean, like stuff like me I feel like meditation and like yoga, going on runs, going on walks. Like people have started to appreciate it so much more now. Yeah, I feel like every time I either go for a run myself or I'm driving, I see so many runners. Yeah. Now I know that like you know January comes and most people you know want to start improving their fitness, but it's like it's a lot. Like everyone yeah. is out on the roads, and I think you have to do what you have to do. And the thing is, well, I was talking about this the other day. There's this like kind of two worlds happening on social media. There's you know, people that are doing that and like doing what they are doing for themselves, whether that's like you say, meditation, uh, getting up, working out, fitness, whatever that is for them. And then there's people going, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. do that. But you have to respect people are doing it not because they want a six pack. And I'm sure some people do, but mm. it is literally the only time of the day that you kind of get that mental clarity mm -hmm. and, and a bit of literal fresh air because we're not able to do anything. So yeah. You know, I promote it. I think if you've got to do something that, that helps you in, in your mental state, you've got to do it. Don't care what anyone says. Like, do what you need to do for you, 100%. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, I feel like getting up early now, this is my only kind of like driving force. I'm like, okay, if I get up at like six in the morning, then it's like I'm doing something good for that day. And it's, it is hard to like keep up, but it's definitely helping. Oh, it, but for me, it's just about creating your own like, dopamine here like you know a lot of the time where we're in a world where we're constantly um what's the word like we're just constantly living off things whether it's um working from this job to that job or getting attention or like we're just mm. constantly living off of like dopamine hits 
So when you're in a space when you're just at home, there's nothing going on, there's nothing to look forward to, you're like, your energy levels, your your feel-good hormones, they're just low. So, you know, if you've got to do something every day to tick something off on that list that makes you feel good, and if that is waking up early for some, great. I think mm. it doesn't work for everyone, um, but it's definitely worked for me. I'm not an early riser, but, but I think the more you label yourself as something, I'm not an early riser, I can't do this, I'm not that. You, you're just, again, you're just like bracketing or labeling yourself as something that's negative. Why can't you yeah. change it and make it work for you? So I'm part of the early bird crew. So sure, good. <laughs> I love to hear it. So you're so used to like being so active and like doing so much as a performer. You're always, you know, I'm guessing early mornings and late nights and stuff like that. So you joined mm. Six, the musical in 2019, which is yes. quite, seems like quite a while ago now, I guess. It feels like forever ago, considering it's like my last job. Mm. It feels like I started it ages ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I started it at a time where I was actually not wanting to do musicals or theater or even mm. performing anymore. I was so like content in, um, pushing my business and like just kind of focusing on me and what it is that I wanted to do as a like an entrepreneur or whatever um, that I was like I'm, I'm, I'm done and then if I was ever going to stop what I was doing it was for six like mm. I love the show I think it's amazing um, what it stands for what it represents so yeah I am definitely glad that I took the job because yeah queens yeah how much yeah. are you like missing performing to people I bet so much um, I'm half and half if I'm really yeah. honest um, I oh, sorry. I'm so deep. So mm, bear with no, my go responses. for it. I love. I love the. I love the deep vibe. It's fine. I, I've really been thinking again. This lockdown's really helped me with like clarity and understanding myself and what I actually what I actually want and what I really really love. Whatever. Mm. And um, the biggest question I keep asking myself is like, what is CJ or Sherelle? without success or who is Sherelle mm. without a job or who is and I feel like a lot of the time you know these kind of big jobs they they end up defining us you know people go oh my god you must be living the dream and and a lot of the times when I was doing these kind of high big jobs I wasn't feeling like that mm. luckily I can say that about six I genuinely love it and I do miss performing yes but mm. my point is that there is this thing that, oh, you've got a good job, you must be so happy. And I think that's one thing that I'm trying to kind of eliminate is that just because you see someone in a successful kind of role or, or as a status, whatever you, it is that you deem, oh my God, that's so cool. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's what is happening. I mean, I know tons of people that are in the West End or in these kind of major jobs that are so unhappy and not in a horrible way, but just mm -hmm. because they haven't spent that time by themselves or they haven't understood what really, really moves them like for me personally teaching and I know it always sounds lame but that's my that's my thing and mm -hmm. that is what I miss the most I yeah. do miss performing but I miss teaching the most yeah I guess it's like you have to have these experiences and be taken away from a certain job or role or whatever for a while to yeah. actually realize like shit yeah. that's not what I want to be doing the whole time hundred percent, and I do. It is a it is a major part of me, and I absolutely couldn't imagine my life without it. Mm. Because I do, I I love telling stories. I love becoming a character. I really love that. You know, I spend so much time as Sherelle, helping and giving and servicing, um, like just in my day to day, just because mm. that's what I like doing. That sometimes, for me, art or entertainment is an escapism. So I do like that. Um, but I think sometimes people see it as the be and end all of like their career. And if I'm not in a job, I'm, I'm not worthy. And that just needs to get a limit. Like that's mm. not what it is or should yeah. be about. Um, 
but yeah. Yeah, definitely. The- I mean, theatres have taken such a big hit, like huge hit. I mean, all entertainment. I mean, like I know TV is allowed to, they're, no, they're allowed to keep filming yeah. and on set, but it's so different with a theatre because there's like a, a huge audience. Do you think yes. that theatres um, and musicals and shows have been kind of neglected a bit, like a bit screwed over? For sure. And I feel like um, I'm someone who within my union, um, uh, yeah, I see what's happening. Um, basically, I'm a, a deputy of, of a union in our industry. Yeah. And so I see everything that's happening. And, and I just I just think it's crazy what's happened to a lot of the shows and how people have been treated. And, you know, a lot of us, because we are self-employed, I'll, I'll be honest, there's this assumption that we're all getting, like, majorly looked after by our productions. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I... Like, I don't think they would if they could, but none of us are on furlough. Like, mm. not not anyone I know is on furlough or getting paid. No one. Yeah. So we're definitely getting, re- like, I don't want to say rejected, but we're not having the same attention that, you know, I know a lot of TV shows are getting or, yeah. you know, a lot of my friends work in film and they're still, they're still shooting, they're still filming in this time. And, you know, they're doing the same precautions as us. They were having testing every few days. We were doing the same thing. We were, we were as cautious as any other industry, but I understand with a live audience you are bringing multiple people in at one, well, not multiple, mm. hundreds. And and I understand that if that's, you know, detrimental to COVID and what's going on, then I, I understand that, that that can't run right mm. now. But I just wish there was more support for artists in this time, especially those who can't have their job back. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do online. Uh, we can't do the musical from our bedroom, so... Mm. It, you yeah. know, I I do feel for my industry right now. Is it that that is one thing that's just it's heavy. It does yeah. feel quite. It is yeah. almost literally like a sheet has been pulled over. Because I remember a few months ago there was like a little glimmer of hope. I remember seeing on the news it was like oh theaters like reopening and people like re- they were at rehearsals and stuff and then it just yeah. like sort of blew again. Well, we were the first. I mean, in the West End, I believe maybe not. I can't remember, but we were like major. Like it was. I think something that will kind of go down in history, like, you know, we were able to open up in December um, with an audience that were socially distanced, everyone had masks on, we was on stage, like, we had to go through the entire show. Is there moments where we're singing towards each other and, you know, the air is coming too close and how do we sing and how much distance do we step apart? Like, we had to go through the whole show and, and change it to make it uh, socially distanced slash acceptable for COVID measures and stuff. So. Like, we did all we could, and we opened for one week. No, I think it was a week and two days or something like that, and I managed to go on stage twice in that time, so that was great. But, I mean, eight months being out of a job and then having the hope for a couple of weeks and then it getting taken away again, and this time around it being that much harder because there is no end now. We were Mm. like, well, when? When are we going to go back? That's the thing. Um, I was going to ask you, like, when do you actually think it's gonna come back. Like I, I have no clue, but surely you've got like a little bit more of a better idea than. Uh, this isn't based on like anything that I know, by the way. Like, so don't, yeah. Like, oh, God, CJ said that it's coming back. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't of personally think it's coming back anytime soon. I mean, obviously, there's been rumors that um, hospitality won't be back until summer. I think at least summer. You know, if if this lockdown is going on to the end of eight, um, sorry, Feb, but then furlough scheme is until the end of April. I'm like, well, when is theatre, live concerts, music? Like, that's going to be the last thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same with clubs. Clubs didn't manage to reopen. Um, 
my industry is fucked. <laughs> like everyone that I know. It's such a good word, isn't it, for it? It's just, shit. But it just is. I, yeah, I really don't see it happening until at least summer. Um, and that feels really crappy to say. But there are people in our industry working their absolute tits off, sorry, mm. to make it try and happen at least. I mean, and I can say that about our production. Wow. Kenny Wax in the office um, for six. They done everything that they could to to get us back on stage, and and I'm I'm so so happy to be a part of a, a team that did all they could to to try and get us back, mm. and I just hope that we can do it again soon. I just don't know when. Yeah, oh, let's pray. Honestly, I miss like I miss entertainment more than anything. Like I found myself yeah. on YouTube just like watching stuff that I would never be watching before, like Glastonbury and like stuff like stuff that oh it's really God. sad little videos yeah. and like concerts. And the worst and stuff. thing is, is like I, I guess you do take it for granted because most years I'm like, ah, I'm kind of over festivals mm. and you know, oh I'll, I'll do this another time and now I'm like, oh my God, I'll never take that for granted. Like I love music, I love concerts and I think obviously again the nature of my work, I my evenings were always taken, so I never got to do those mm. things for the last few years. Jesus, if I'm ever out of a job, I would take the opportunity to go to as many things as I can yeah. because that live feeling of art, like, yeah, you can't replace that. And like all the people around you. But it kind of makes yeah. you realise now you're like, everyone was really close. Like how and you watch back videos and like in films no. and you're like, You guys aren't wearing masks. <laughs> like, what's going on? It's so funny you say that. Like, yeah, I've been watching films lately and I'm like, what was life like when yeah. we didn't have to... And it's true, like, even when I've gone out and I'm in the shop or somewhere, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do And we would never think that. And I am really scared for the aftermath of this and mm. how it will affect people and, yeah, their social interactions because I think this is something that's going to damage not only us, but, like, the kids that have been, like, brought yeah. up in the last year or so and however long it's gonna last like you know not to see people's expressions and like that's yeah. just very odd time to yeah it's not human I was gonna say we're gonna it's gonna have a long lasting effect definitely mm. um i don't think it's just a case of oh a pandemic and it ends in march you know yeah. there's not gonna be an end to this kind of major thing mm. that this it's caused if that makes sense yeah definitely so what would your okay your day-to-day -day routine before covid how did that does that look can you remember compared to now yeah before covid i was still in six i was running hills and fields mm -hmm. um what else was i doing and i was just teaching a lot so i would probably um wake up in the morning I'd probably have a workout um I would have meetings at the time Hills and Fields was really growing like we was having multiple classes in different venues and um I was working for other companies as well on the side just just to kind of like build my experience too mm. but I was teaching a lot during the days obviously performing over night time um at this point as well just before COVID um I was on a lot in sick so as an alternate, I'm only scheduled to go on twice a week. So, you know, for me, that worked perfectly with all the outside work that I was doing and the office knew, you know, I've got a business to run, etc. Um, but I was on like six, seven times a week. So that on top of teaching, on top of the business and the admin stuff, I didn't have an assistant then. I didn't have like a, a big team then. So that was hard. It was literally constant admin, constant this, constant performing, constant like body exhaustion. And I had no idea of what balance meant. Yeah. Um, downtime none days off every few months mm, yeah, yeah i eating disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i was like living off mcdonald's like my whole 
lifestyle was pretty, I mean, driven, yeah, yeah, like I was a workaholic, but lifestyle, just, oh, a shambles, mm-hmm. um, little sleep, terrible sleeping patterns, um, and yeah. I remember remember you doing an Instagram story because I actually came to the volume 13 of Hills and Fills which was amazing it was oh it was so good I miss it so much um Celia tagged one of the girls I was doing it with tagged us all in a photo the other day of like it was yeah like December 2019 and I just like it threw me right back I was like okay I am no dancer like I, I can't dance and it's like a known thing it's like not just I can't dance no. it's like people tell me you can't like no. I can't like stuff like that but like putting that all aside as soon as I came in I was like okay um, is this a big mistake and then like the first week I was like oh my days like everyone was so nice everyone got along so well and it's like I still talk to some of the girls now like it's it's crazy yeah it does and I think I mean, that's probably one of my biggest, like, pet peeves when people say, I can't dance. I'm like, mm. oh, you might struggle right now, but you can. You can. Yeah. And I think, like, my, my best friend said it to me yesterday. She was like, I just, I think, like, you're such an amazing teacher and you have so much patience. And I was like, you know, I think there's this idea that because I teach beginners, you know, I, I have to have patience. And, you know, not everyone does. It's really hard. It can be hard because you are going back to basics. You're teaching people about coordination. It's not just about, oh, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really about, like, okay, you, you use this and you use this muscle and this is how, but I, I love it. Like, because I see more to just steps. I see mm-hmm. what it brings out in a person, how it makes them feel the the small return in, the, in a few weeks that they feel like, oh my God, I've started to enjoy my body and mm-hmm. I feel more confident. And it, does, it doesn't have to be a year. It, as you say, it could be a course. It could be one, uh, you know, one month of you going, oh my gosh, I actually feel more committed to myself and my body. And mm-hmm. for me, that's like, I could, you know, when I was doing the show, I could be doing seven, eight, nine shows a week and I could still wake up and go to teach. I, I think in my job before six, um, I was in a show, everybody's talking about Jamie. That's when I started Hills and Fields. And I think for at least maybe four or five months, I would have the show Monday to Saturday. No, it might be the other way around. And I would teach on my day off. So wow. I'd never have a day off. I had a partner and he was like, you're crazy. So like, like just uh, um, my family, I didn't see them, even yeah. though I lived at home. So it just was a case of like commitment. And I know, sorry, I'm like going off on tangents, but no, so true. many people ask me about like business and stuff. And I'm like, you you have to be committed. I know that there's this idea of like life and balance and work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And, but that doesn't happen if you want to be an entrepreneur and if you want to start a business. It, it doesn't happen like that. Like you do kind of have to take the, the rough with the smooth and go, okay, I have to work this extra you know, more so than anyone else around me. And I think that's kind of paid off now, but I I definitely understand that balance is is necessary. I guess you could almost say like, it is part of the balance is that like, as you said, the like hard commitment driving force, like that is one part of it. Like a big part of it is that. And then you also have to really, I think, I think lockdown and COVID in general and the whole being inside and having to stay at home has made people realize how important like, actually having a bit of downtime and like looking after your mental yeah. health and stuff a hundred percent i think i think it it ultimately depends on what stage in your life you're at if mm. you're someone that's kind of coasted and you've got to lock down and you're like you know what i really 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 want to start a business i want to you know now you're laughing you've got this extra time you can permit yourself i think go for it if you're in this time and you're thinking i really want to do something do it because yeah. 
what's the worst that can happen? You start a project, it, it might fail, but you realize all the mistakes you, you had and, and you can learn from it. Um, if you're the other side and you was working like a dog, you do start to realize, wow, this lockdown is teaching me that I need break. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's either one or the other. You really like commit to something because you've never had the time to and you want to go full blast now and you use this extra time that we've never had. Or like me, you go, this is lovely. I'm going to take a day off <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not used to that either. So, yeah. yeah, and I hope that for both sides, wherever you sit, when we do return to whatever normal that is, you have a have that kind of balance um, mm. and you learn from you know whatever this time has, has taught us mm. each person individually yeah so with heels and feels where did it actually come from like what I mean you've always been a performer dancing singing and everything but how did you decide okay I actually want to make this company and like do classes and for especially like beginners and where where did it come from yeah I mean okay sorry I'm like getting comfy now. <laughs> <laughs> um I okay big thing I didn't ever set out to have a business from it mm-hmm. like it was never ever thought out I think even for me it took me 18 months before I even registered the company mm-hmm. or before I even um had a logo see sorry my bad I think I remember um, when you actually made the logo and the the yeah, first like probably t-shirt a month or two before before you had your course yeah. I think maybe um so for me it was never about the business it was it was seeing the effects it was having on people that made me just keep pushing ultimately what had happened was i went to la um i'd given up my jobs here and i went to pursue something out there it didn't really go to plan but instead of you know being in la and thinking oh my god like living the dream i it was the complete opposite i felt like i was nothing and no one and i was saying this to my cousin yesterday because she was turning 26 and um she was like have you got any advice and i was like not really because at 25 i genuinely genuinely thought i'd have it all Mm. like i'd have a relationship i'd have children and a business and, and i had nothing like i had no job no money no savings no anything you know i have gorgeous family and friends but Mm. I didn't have anything to kind of anyways so what I did gain in LA for the first time ever was a bit of strength and courage for myself I think before never to say that I was weak-minded but I was very much influenced by people and shit that I was going through whether that was bad relationships etc and in LA I, I I think being alone by myself out there for a little period it just taught me to have that kind of like Mm. that grit I came back to London I just started some classes and it wasn't and I'm not bigging myself up or anything but like because I was going through that change in myself standardly classes here were just about classes it was just about technique auditions the the industry and I didn't care like I, I literally didn't care about that because I was just I just cared about my voice and like who I was and who I was becoming and that's what I genuinely cared about. And then I was connecting with more dancers and then I, and then like beginners started to get interested in what I was doing because it wasn't so heavy on like mm. image and blur. It was actually about feeling and connecting to music. So it just kind of naturally happened. And then as soon as it did start happening, it was like, that sold out. Oh shit. Uh, okay. Quickly put on another one. Oh shit. Yeah. That sold out. Ah. And then it was like, I just had so many ideas and it's like, if I'm honest, Hills and Fields had that spin for about two years where like it was constant like I'm not gonna lie as a business my mind was on fire like mm. I don't know where these ideas came from but I was on fire like <laughs> anything that I thought of, I was like yeah let's do it and then it would it would blow up 
and it's only really been since COVID that I've actually stopped. Not not because I don't have the creativity, but because I feel like because I had a good run for two years, what I don't want to do is push it in a time where people are already struggling, whether mm. that's financially or yeah, I just feel like let me just take this break. Like we we've had a good run. Mm. When we get back to the studio, we'll have an even better time, and people will love it even more. Of course, we need to still keep afloat and still keep things running, but I just, yeah, this this time for, for Hills and Fields is also a breather um, to to understand where it, and what direction it's going to go in after this as well. Mm. So, yeah, sorry, that was like round. No, no, it makes a lot of sense because you don't want to like force something. You don't want to push it for n- no reason just for the sake of it. Like you want to make sure it's done. But, but that was my point about the business. Sorry, going back to your first question. Mm. It, it wasn't supposed to be a business. And I mm. think so many people have this idea that they have to have this like major structure. And I understand the concept of business. You should you should have your profit and loss sheet and you should know this and <laughs> you should know you should have your it, like everything down and like I didn't have anything. Like mm-hmm. and that's yes, it's it's shit in one sense because it backfired like you know when I got an accountant and stuff and she was like what are you doing <laughs> um, and little things that like messed me up and I would never teach any business to to not do those things but I would definitely say understand your purpose and your business's purpose before anything else mm-hmm. why are we doing this why are we starting who is it for who is it serving um and how can I help people and I think if you really 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 with your gut know the answers you're you're gonna do a, you're gonna do a good job yeah. and, and the rest will fall into place you'll learn things you'll have fuck ups and stuff but the rest will fall into place if you have that kind of core idea of why you're starting and who it's for mm, it's um, always got to be starting yeah. for the right reasons like well for i sure. think whatever you're doing it has to be for the right reasons for sure and it, uh, since then i mean in lockdown i was lucky enough um to create two other businesses on the side and they're both and not uh, again not like oh my god they're both doing very well <laughs> yeah. and i'm 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 happy but again it's not because, oh yeah, I just thought one day, let me make up a new business. It was because, oh my gosh, this can actually help this person and this can do this and my expertise in this area can help that. And um, I just, just yeah, trust in yourself with the venture that you're on really, rather than just, oh my God, I need to be an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur now. Let me just start something. Like there has to be a bit of background and understanding mm. before, you, before you start something. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like in, this might be me, be me being really ignorant and maybe I don't know a lot about like the dance world, the industry, but definitely from my point of view, before I did the classes, I thought there was this huge kind of, not stigma, not the right word, but kind of like, I had this impression that the dance industry was like terrifying. Everyone was really judgmental. Everyone was like, it's very, I mean, it, like, would you say that's true? Um, yes, because that's the reason why I started Hills and Fields. Mm. Um, but no, because and this is what I say to everyone in Hills and Fields. No, because I do believe it takes us to be responsible for the energy we put out in any room. Now, I say this because I genuinely felt like this in the industry. I felt like it was bitchy. I felt like it was disgusting. I felt like no one supported each other. Hence why I started the, the, the volumes, because it was more about having that intimate space and feeling comfortable. But I do believe that because I felt like that, I then put up that persona when I walked into a room, I would probably be as awkward or as energy off person as the next, because we all would come into a class and be like, well, fuck, no one's here to be supportive. Let's just 
fine. Just so <laughs> I think my point now is be responsible for you. Like if, if, if you don't want to go to a class that makes you feel uncomfortable, don't go. Equally, if you go to a class and the energy's off, be the, be the change in the room. I know that sounds so cheesy, but for me now, I see all classes talk about empowerment and positivity and that. And I'm like, that's only really going to happen if your students feel like that. And if you don't, if, if your students don't, then that's just a very loose way of just saying, come to my class because I need your money. Like, mm. <laughs> like I think really if you're empowering, your students will come into the room and feel like that and, and leave feeling like that. Um, but otherwise, whether it's a job or the, or the dance industry, I do think we should own a bit more of that for ourselves and walk in and be like, this energy feels off. I'm going to try and uh, like uplift it. I'm going to say hello to someone. I'm going to smile at someone. Yeah. If they don't give you that in return, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so easy to smile <laughs> at someone, isn't it? Or like, you know, make yourself it just seem approachable. It shouldn't be that hard. And I think our industry has had that. It, of course, it stems from bitchiness. It stems from competition. It stems from... I get that, that that was our background, but it doesn't need to be like that now. There's, there's far too many people that's able to win and too much choice in regards to maybe not now in COVID, but <laughs> like so many jobs and stuff. It just doesn't need to be like that. There's social media, people get booked from Instagram. So I just think the the world is everyone's oysters if they're open to it. And if they're, yeah, yeah. Very good bit of advice there. <laughs> very, very wisdomic. Is that a word? Wisdomic. <laughs> Lots of wisdom. What would you, um, like just a quick one about, okay, what, say somebody, say I was somebody who was like, okay, I really want to come to a Hills and Fields class, but you know, and I'm, it kind of is me, but it's like, oh, I can't dance. What would you say to them? Like, what's the one thing you'd say? There's so many things, but. <laughs> one little piece. Like, do you want to feel good? Yeah. Why are you coming? Like, if you're coming to try and get a routine and everything down in one class not to burst your bubble it's not gonna happen mm. you know if i start i always say this if i started tennis tomorrow i'd be shit <laughs> if i really love tennis and i really loved what i think it might make me feel i'd stick it out because i know that the feeling there is going to be great so my thing is just come to class trust yourself the environment's fucking great anyway mm. you're going to learn so much about yourself your body your your mind like how you feel about social interactions and how you like for me, it's just about trust. Trust in yourself. Come. You're going to learn the steps anyway. That's natural. But just it, it give yourself time. Be patient with it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. That's that's a bit of encouragement I would give because I do think that people come. They want to look like, you know, Aaliyah Jarnell in day one. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> like it took <laughs> it a lot of 15 like years that. to study a lot of what we, we've done, you know. So just be patient, patient. In, in a nice way. Yeah. And... I end every episode by asking my guest what piece of advice yep. they would give to people. I mean, they might already be in the perform like the performing industry. They might be wanting to like come into it or just like what piece of advice would you give for the industry that you're in? Uh, the thing that's coming to me now is like know yourself mm-hmm. because it's so easy to get sucked into trends and to also like the bad stuff in the industry. I mean, luckily I've never gone through that, but you know, like the real, um, like the nasty side of the industry, know yourself, know your boundaries, like know what you want to go into and have love for it. Like otherwise that like, you're just doing it for clout or you're just doing it to mm-hmm. follow. And like, if, if, it's, if there's something about, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to get into, whether that's acting, film, TV, uh, stage, do it because you love it. And then figure out who the fuck you are whilst you're on the journey because it's going to help so much more than 
you can be 40 and just still feel like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, and then you're, then you're mad at the industry. It's not the industry. It's, it's your love for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does wear thin at times because the industry is not easy and it doesn't pay like, I don't know, tech. Yeah. So <laughs> love, love it and know who you are. Um, and if you don't know, continue to grow and, and learn. Very important. Yes. That's very important. And I've got one more question. Do your fish yeah. in the background have names? No. Do they not? <laughs> I'm not I'm not an animal person. Oh. Um but my dad is obsessed with fish tanks. We've got like one, two, three, four, oh. four or five <laughs> fish tanks. And he's obsessed. Like he's like, I'm going to the fish shop today. I'm like, Again. Cool, <laughs> cool <laughs> nice. I love my I like uh, we had two dogs. I love my doggies. Well, we don't have them anymore, but um, fish is not for me. <laughs> so they're nameless fish, but, but they are nice. Them, it's a nice tank. Cool. It's like a window. Um, enough of that. <laughs> that is a tangent. You were saying about going off on tangents. That is a tangent. Anyway, thank you so much for speaking to me today. It's been so lovely and it's been very inspirational. I'm feeling very enlightened, uplifted. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No um, problem. It's good to share this time. Definitely. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.